Welcome to the Energy Fellows podcast, where each episode is designed to share expertise and experiences from U.S. and global energy fellows. They provide direction and possible solutions for ultimate journey results. Here's your host, Mark Stansberry. Enabling best-in-class customer experience and operational excellence in a hyper-connected oil and gas world, TCS prioritizes problem-solving and leverages customer insights to drive real business results. To find out more, go to TCS.com. That's TCS.com. Welcome to another episode of the Energy Fellows. I'm Mark Stansbury, your host. And I hope that you're beginning a great new year in a great way. And I have a great guest, a great friend. I'm going to introduce just a second here. Before I do, I'd like for you to definitely go to the show notes. There's a 10-second survey that you can go to and If you will, you'll get some stickers out of that deal for your hat, hard hat, or for your laptop or for friends. Also, I'd love to hear from you about a review. We'd like to have reviews about our episodes and our podcast. So please, if you will, go to the show notes there. And again, I want to thank TCS and mention them in the footnotes or show notes about their company, of how you can reach out to them and OGGN. Appreciate everyone there. So we'll start off with several years ago, many years ago, actually, I met this young man at the time that had a great future. I thought I saw this aspiring individual and thought, this is someone that I can definitely work with and hopefully we can help each other through some opportunities. And so we wound up writing a book together. It was called Mark Stansbury with Jason Reinbold, but I would say that that means that we work together as co-writers <laughs> in a big way. And it was called The Breaking Point. That book was successful and getting us on the circuit and talking around and so forth. And it's been a while. But Jason Reinbold, welcome, Jason, to the Energy Fellows podcast. Thank you, Mark. Really appreciate you having me and very happy that we could connect over this program. Well, I am too. And it it takes all these many years. I think it was 2008, if I remember right. So, I mean, we're talking about 14 years ago. And since then, you know, everybody gets busy. Everybody goes, you know, does their thing, whether it's with family business or whatever. And and so we lose some touch along the way. And and I'm glad to have this podcast so I can reach out to my good friend, Jason Reinbold, (laughs) because it's a blessing that I can actually have this conversation to catch up. It's not just to inform the audience, but for me to know more about where you've been. And I know some of the history, of course, in the past, but as far as your business opportunities you've had and so forth, but there's those that don't know about that. So I'd love to hear about Jason, Jason Reinbold, about the journey of life and where it began and wherever you want to start that and then all the way to where you are today and take your time on this. We love hearing these stories because there's those in the, in the workplace, but there's also those that are upcoming leaders that listen to this, students. There are those that are in the senior level. And we, they all like to hear about this journey because it, it impacts their life, too. If maybe they can do some adjusting, maybe they have some ideas of how they can work, or maybe there was somebody that could be in the energy business, maybe a different direction. But please, if you will, Jason, you have the floor. Mark, thank you. Thank you very much. And very happy to be on the program with you today and happy to share the story. I hope that it will be helpful to some individuals out there listening, whether themselves or maybe other people they know. We're all here to support and encourage each other. I know you and I both believe in that very much and hope to do that today as well. And so, again, as you know, I grew up in Tulsa, 
had moved there after I was born. I was born in a little town outside of Chicago, as a matter of fact. But we had moved to Tulsa when I was very young for my father's work. My father was a carpenter, and my mother was a school teacher, although she didn't really begin teaching until all of us kids were school age. So she was home with us until all of us were in school. And so grew up in a working class family in North Tulsa. And candidly, at times, you might have wondered what the opportunities ahead would be, given that scenario. And so growing up there was a better experience than maybe I realized at the time, if I may say it that way. And my mother used to say, at the holidays especially, the time that we're in right now, she used to say, well, we're rich in the things that money can't buy. She was definitely right in that regard mm -hmm. and had my family at home, had my dad at home. And that right there is a treasure that many people today don't have, candidly. And so, again, being a young person and focused on myself, did not maybe recognize that as much at the time, but certainly thankful for that looking back on it now. Well, after getting through school, going to high school, and realizing that the opportunities were maybe not as abundant as I would have hoped, decided I needed to do something about it and decided I needed to join the Army because that was going to be the way that I was able to go to college. And it was pretty clear, even back in the 90s, that I was going to need a college education if indeed I was going to do what I wanted to do for my young family at the time. And so I enlisted in the Army and did my first year and a half in South Korea in the U.S. Cavalry and did my last couple years at Fort Drum, New York at 10th Mountain Division. I had already started taking some college courses while I was in the service. I actually started through University of Maryland in South Korea at a small education center they had there on post and continued taking classes throughout my time in the service, but not really knowing, Mark, exactly which direction I would go. It seemed as if every opportunity was open to me, but certainly did not have a model exactly that made it very clear of which path to follow. And so I took a different view of it. And if you will, I almost flipped the idea, not knowing again, you know, exactly which discipline to pursue. And so I thought about what I wanted my life to be like, or at least the way I thought about it at the time, and what type of resources did I need for that life? What kind of income? What type of occupations you know, provide that lifestyle, if you will? And so in thinking backwards, I narrowed it down to a few different paths and ended up ultimately choosing finance. And so I studied when I got out of the military, was back in Tulsa, studied finance at the University of Tulsa, and still not being exactly certain what I would do with that finance degree. I mean, there are a lot of different things to do, even with something as specific as a bachelor's degree in finance. And so I started working with a professor on an independent project of his. He had done some consulting work outside of 
his responsibilities as a faculty member. And I had already completed all of my courses with him, and so there was no conflict in any way. And it happened to be, it was a statistical analysis for an oil and gas company in Tulsa. And that was the first project, not just oil and gas project, but that was the first time I was utilizing this education I was getting on a real life actionable project. And that was very, very exciting to me. And so the exposure to oil and gas got me thinking, well, that's what I need. I need to look further into that opportunity. And so through a contact I had made in a program called Toastmasters, which I believe is still around. I don't know, Mark, if you're familiar with with Toastmasters, I think. It was recommended to me by someone I had reached out to just for some mentorship and counseling. You know, maybe just as a footnote, I would add here that I was not shy about reaching out to individuals with regards to, you know, would they be willing to meet with me? And, you know, Mark, I will tell you, I reached out to everyone who was willing to take a meeting, go to a lunch, or otherwise make any time at all to talk to me about, you know, my career goals, you know, the professional path, professional development. Because again, I mean, I was a blank slate, if you will, and everything ahead of me was a blank slate. And so I went and talked to anyone willing to spend time with me You being one of them, (laughs) as a matter of fact, during those early years to get that guidance on how I might be able to really fulfill my potential, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so in one of those meetings, it was recommended to me to look into Toastmasters. I did that and it was very beneficial for me. For anyone who's not familiar, it is a social program but is focused on you know, developing public speaking skills. And I have to tell you, and I know that you know, that was as valuable, certainly, to augment my education as anything else, right? The ability to communicate has been more important even, maybe, than some of the other areas that I've studied. And I remember my father speaking to that as well. You know, although he was a, he did work in carpentry, my father was in the Navy during Vietnam and went to college on the GI Bill and got his degree in speech pathology. But upon graduation, realized that he really enjoyed being a carpenter and followed that path and did very well, you know, in that profession. But I remember him telling me, and still to this day, how important it was to communicate with people. And in his work, he would communicate with, you know, everyone from the newest laborer on his team to, you know, their clients that, you know, in some instances were highly, highly educated people. And that you had to be able to speak with everyone in a way that was still you, but that they could understand and feel that they could communicate just as well with you. And that was really a good lesson. And certainly that was continued to be built upon through my time in Toastmasters. And so it was through Toastmasters that I had met a gentleman who had a family office there in Tulsa and they had some oil and gas interests. 
when I had finished up that school project, or actually the project with my former professor, I had reached out to this gentleman and asked him about you know any internship opportunities. And this was about halfway through my junior year, Mark. And so I started working with Dale and his company, and those were some long hours and was still going to school full time. But I had a feeling that as a non-traditional student, and by that I mean being a little older than the rest of my peer group, but than the rest of my class, having been in the military first before going to school, that I would benefit from some additional experience, even more so than just the military, and had started using, you know, in a very early sense, those skills that I was learning at the University of Tulsa and putting those into practice for Dale and his company so that upon graduation, I could really demonstrate that, that I had something to offer, if that makes sense. And so I did that and worked for Dale in my last year and a half. And as I was coming up on graduation, and I was working for him full-time and every bit of full-time, and also finishing my studies full-time as well. And again, those were some long days, long hours, but when you've got a goal in mind that makes it a little easier to manage that kind of schedule. And so here I was my senior semester, actually, this is probably maybe February, let's call it, of 2006, I think it was, and thinking about what I was going to go and do. And I don't know if I've, you know, Mark, I don't know if we've talked about this story before, but the way I came to really solidify at least my start in energy finance was, you know, and contemplated what I might do after graduation. I was looking through an industry publication. It was Oil and Gas Investor Magazine is what it was. And I was flipping through the ads, candidly, thinking about it in the most simple way that I could. If a company was spending money on advertising, they're trying to grow their business. And I ought to be talking to people trying to grow their business. And so still not exactly sure, even despite the project I'd worked on with my former professor, despite my work, you know, as an intern for the small family office with some oil and gas interests, was not exactly certain how I would marry my education in finance with a career in the oil and gas industry. And so I'm looking through these ads, Mark, and here's a full page ad, very nice looking BOK, or I guess at the time it would have been called Bank of Oklahoma Energy Lending. And I thought, okay, I have no idea what energy lending is. <laughs> but it was finance and oil and gas, and I was finance and I wanted to be oil and gas. Okay, there was a gentleman's name. I looked him up and I emailed him that afternoon and had just explained I was graduating senior, University of Tulsa Finance, former US Army, wanted to make my career in this field and any guidance you could provide would be much appreciated. Mark, I had no idea how large the group was. For all I knew, the energy lending group was just this one person, okay? And I was really hoping that if nothing else, 
he would direct me to maybe a couple other clients, go ahead and call this group or call this company over here and, you know, good luck to you. Well, it ended up being a little better than that. He emailed me back the next day, said, interesting, can you come by on Friday? So I went and talked to him and told him a little bit longer version of maybe the story I just recapped for you. And he tells me at the end of it, well, and again, this is maybe February, March, possibly of my senior semester. He said, well, I've got an analyst leaving in June, which would about fit your time frame. So how does that sound? <laughs> and I said, well, that sounds great. And so, you know, Mark, that's how I was able to begin my career in energy finance. And so here we are now, all these years later, as you mentioned, and now working in the energy investment bank for BOK Financial, or as you know, many of your listeners would know, Bank of Oklahoma, Bank of Texas. And really, it's hard to fathom sometimes, although I don't spend a lot of time looking back to fathom it, that you know, a young man from a working class background would be sitting in this chair one day. And so I'm very, very thankful for that. Were there those out there listening that either have gone through similar background opportunities or challenges, I should say, but there are those that may go, I can't really make it to college. I really can't make it in this future. I really don't want to do. Well, you just heard from Jason that the opportunities are in front of you. Uh, maybe door opens, look in, see, I always say, look in the and see what's there. Because when a door opens, there's probably a reason to look and maybe that you don't want to go any further, but then you <laughs> might. And every time it seemed, and I know there's some always a setback or two along the way, always are pet setbacks, but I think you can take from this, and I would say advice from both Jason and myself is that look at those doors that open and don't hesitate to see what's there and who knows where you'll wind up step by step by step. And that was pretty quick. I mean, when you think about it, it seems like forever when you're there. I mean, when you're a student, <laughs> right. and, you know, and, and, and you're working a job plus and really a job in itself to go to college, you're going, I don't know if I can take this anymore. And, and you finally go, you know, am I really going to make it? And but Jason, you did. And I know you had some other opportunities all the way through the years as well. I don't know if you want to talk about those, but I know that you moved from the Tulsa area. I believe you were in Houston and, and now you're in Dallas. So I don't know if you want to talk about those steps, but yep. every step that opened, you took advantage of it and and looked at the opportunities. And I know there's those are kind of things that I think those that are even the senior level go, you know, yeah, I, I get I need to appreciate where I came from sometimes, you know, because and, and pass it on. Please, if you sure. tell tell us more. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, Mark, if I might, you know, go back just momentarily when you're speaking about, you know, not just opportunities, but the opportunity within a setback, if we can say it that way. That was actually the part of the story I had skipped over. When I had reached out to my former professor, again, still being a student, but had completed all of my courses with him about working on a project, if he had one, if he had a consulting engagement, that was my response Again, I don't know if over the years we ever talked about this. So, you know, investment banks, at least at that time, were not heavily recruiting from the University of Tulsa. And there was an alum who that year, my senior, well, no, I'm sorry, this was my junior year then, was coming to interview 
some students for a potential investment banking internship that summer. Okay. Well, I had submitted all of my work and I had gone to, you know, a multitude of professors. They were all very encouraging. I had submitted my stuff. And Mark, I'll tell you, I wasn't even called for an interview. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. And so I thought, okay, well, clearly I'm going to have to go and make something happen for whatever it was. And I'll tell you, that was the best thing ever happened to me. That was the best thing that ever happened to me was the interview that I didn't get because that, I got to tell you, that got my attention in a big way and not with an attitude, but just thinking, okay, you know, this is not going to go, not that it was easy, but clearly I was going to have to be more exacting, more proactive in determining what this path was going to look like. It wasn't just going to fall into my lap, so to speak, right? And so when I had failed to even be called for an interview for this internship, it really was the very next day that I went to my former professor and asked him if he had any consulting projects he was working on, and if so, was there anything I could help him with? Hmm. That's how that happened. Hmm. And so... And again, it doesn't always work just exactly quite that way, but it can, right? It absolutely can work that way, though. And so, you know, working for the bank in Tulsa was great experience. Really enjoyed it, enjoyed the firm, enjoyed the people very much, and was an institution that, if I may say so, really lived their values. You know, however, I felt like there was something I could contribute to this industry that at the time was not something that the bank you know, offered as a service, which was the oil and gas investment banking. And, you know, with your guidance, candidly, Mark, you know, I had not just when I got the job at the bank, I didn't stop, you know, talking to people <laughs> and continued seeking mentorship. Well, and it still hasn't changed and everyone willing to talk to me. And so, you know, through your guidance and support, ended up finding my way to specifically A&D advisory, so acquisitions and investments, you know, similar to what maybe in other industries you'd hear referred to as M&A, for listeners not as familiar with this specific industry. So A&D, acquisitions and investments, and ended up moving to Houston, which I have to tell you, that was the largest city I had ever lived in <laughs> my life. Even my time in the military, I was not stationed anywhere. I mean, most military installations are not in large cities. And so, you know, moving to Houston, it was a risk, but it was a calculated risk and ended up ultimately getting into the business that I'm in now. And, you know, Mark, I would just say, you know, and given the nature of our discussion, and I'm happy to get into the specifics of our business as much as you think would be helpful to people, but certainly happy to speak at a higher level you know, and what it might mean for different individuals or and not. I believe that the things that we're talking about, Mark, are equally applicable to people in other industries, for sure. You know, the you know industries may be different, but people I don't think are very different. Yes. And so I believe that, you know, what was achieved by taking that risk and relocating to a large city was, you know, just, you know, an opportunity to increase the opportunities 
right. that makes sense. Right. It does make and, sense. And, yes. you know, especially, you know, I had to go to a city that, you know, housed firms that did what it was that I wanted to do. There was not, I'm trying to think back, there could have been possibly a, Mark, I'm trying to think back. And if you can think of some, please, please remind me. But there may have been a few independent boutiques that did this business for the industry in Oklahoma like at the Houston, time. No. Yeah, nothing yeah, like not, yeah, certainly not like Houston. And so ended up moving to Houston. And that was almost like starting over again in a certain sense, learning this part of the business and learning you know, candidly, you know, how challenging this business can be. You know, there are a lot of swings and misses. And no I'm sure that is true. I'm sure that's true for every business. There, there is no easy work, right, or business to do. And so I was just learning the challenges of this one. And if there really is a single lesson in all of that, Mark, you know, and is really just sticking with it. You know, not giving up. And you hear it said frequently because it's true. Yes. But it's easy to say. And, and, and certainly it's not so easy to do that. Right. And I certainly can understand that. But the ones who make it, the ones who really make it in this business and in others. Well, I mean, I don't know that you have to be convinced. I think the evidence is empirical. You can see it is largely comprised of the ones who just never gave up. I'm they never gave up on themselves. They never gave up on their business. Maybe it had to change a little, and that's okay. Like, we can change. That's okay. You can just adapt, right? Yeah. Yeah, adapt, but you don't give up. I like what I'm hearing because, again, there are those out there, and it doesn't matter if it's just you're starting in a career or you're a senior fellow. All of these things you've mentioned are really important to readdress sometimes or address. And I really appreciate I wanted to for the audience to hear this because. It's not just about what your particular your areas, but also the climb and the efforts to get there. Let's do go, though, to the current events, and that is your position, what you're doing now, and tell us about, I know there's those that would be interested in knowing more about you and about your firm. Please tell us more. Sure. So BOK Financial, and specifically Energy Financial Services, is the energy platform within our financial institution servicing the oil and gas sector. My group specifically, energy investment banking, we are primarily A&D advisors, which is to say we work with companies and advise on the sale of assets. It can be advising on the sale of their entire company, or it could be a smaller portion of assets, possibly non-core assets, or possibly a core project that now the company is looking at other investment opportunities. And so we work with those clients to package and sell those properties in a competitive landscape. The other aspects of the energy financial services platform include our hedging function, wherein that we have got our own trading desk to work with our clients, our lending clients on hedging. And then there is the flagship energy lending business that I believe most of your listeners would be familiar with when it comes to BOK financial, energy financial services. Certainly, you know, it was really the start of the company and it was actually, so Mark, I, I, I'm not sure if we'd ever talked about this. So 
you know, the actual origin of the bank began in 1910 mm -hmm. when Harry Sinclair, a name that I think all of your right. listeners would be familiar with. No question. And some other industry professionals had founded the Exchange National Bank of Tulsa to grant loans in this new, at the time, new industry. And so that really was the beginning of what ended up becoming Bank of Oklahoma and then BOK Financial. And so I think you've seen it said, and certainly I've heard it said by our CEO, Stacey Kimes, that you know energy is in our DNA. And that is still as true today as when the institution was first founded. Of course, we service many, many different industries now. And certainly we service the retail market, the communities that we're in, you know, everything from checking accounts and savings accounts to home mortgages, and then, you know, certainly all of our, you know, commercial banking services. But of course, my focus, my entire career has been right here in energy finance. And so, you know, despite the challenges, you know, that our industry faces and the cyclical nature of our business, I will say it's a privilege, mm -hmm. truly a privilege to be with an institution that, well, as I had mentioned earlier before of the bank, that really lifts its values and remains committed, certainly given my frame of reference, committed to the energy industry. Your title, correct, Jason, is Managing Director. I know there's more to it than that, but Managing Director, if you'll elaborate on that a little bit. Sure. So Managing Director, well, frankly, I am responsible and have been given the responsibility of leading the energy investment bank, which at this point, you know, has as much to do with, you know, mentoring the newest members of the team, you know, as they, you know, move forward in their careers and as much as it is servicing clients. I mean, in a certain sense, you know, I'm also servicing the clients in this mentorship and in developing this team, if you know what I mean. Yes. And you're based in Dallas, correct? That's right. We are okay. based in Dallas, but we do have just one person, just had one person join the team, another managing director in Houston. And so that's our first expansion outside of this immediate group in Dallas. But we have got an office in, in Houston as well. But the majority of the team is based here in Dallas, although I will say that we service the industry across the lower 48. The hub is at least where we're all based, but certainly we're servicing clients throughout the industry. Well, Jason, this is a great input that you've given from the journey of life, because along, a lot of times I'll ask what about advice you've given that along the way your journey. <laughs> you talk <laughs> about mentors, you've given several of those from professors on those that are in the business world as well, Dell and some others. And you've shown some experiences that make a difference. So we've covered several of the items that really were in your journey of life when it comes to the, you know, how do you manage your balance of life? You really told about that when, you know, when I look at dashboards and metrics and measurements, you basically touched a lot of these things, which I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast so I can catch some notes here as well. You've done a great job in doing that. And to talk about how proud you are of the institution you're working for and what services they have, it's just wonderful. And congratulations on a wonderful 
career and you're just getting started, Jason. So I'm excited for you. And uh, it's so wonderful to be back in touch. I know we're going to have to talk again. So we didn't cover it all, but we did get started. And for those listeners, if you will, you definitely want to know more about Jason. You can look up, I guess you have a website to go to and an email address or whatever that we can put in our show notes. But what are those as far as a website and yeah, absolutely, Mark. So, yeah, I appreciate that and happy for you to post that information. So, you can find our website, specifically the Energy Investment Banking's website at securities.bokfinancial.com slash energy. And my email address is jreinbold at bokf.com. And certainly, I'll make sure you have all of that information that you can post to your site. And, you know, I would just say, Mark, that happy to hear from anyone, anyone who is out there thinking about a career change, anyone out there thinking about a new career or anyone in the career change and happy to compare notes on what we're seeing in the market, what we're seeing, not just in, you know, the oil and gas market, but what are we seeing in the banking market with regards to energy finance and how that landscape is changing and what the opportunities might be. As we talked a little bit about, when there are challenging conditions, I have, well, I've always seen those as the best opportunity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, in a certain sense, if I could say it this way, Mark, I had to see it that way, right? And so it's certainly there. And just as you were kind and generous enough with me early, I mean, the very, very beginning of my career, Mark, I do my best to, or certainly hope I do my best to make time for, you know, others in the same way, because, you know, although I have to say it it took me a while to fully appreciate this aspect, but I think one of the last times we were talking together, we, we were discussing, you know, how this really starts to change, you know, this forward momentum and this career development once the focus is on others. Right. When the focus is on others, it's like a completely different ball game. And the place so, yeah, yeah, definitely. It does. does. And so very happy to do that and you know, happy to hear from anybody and will you know certainly be responsive as best I can be. Well, this is wonderful. Again, you've been listening to Jason Reinbold. And again, you look in the show notes to get information how to contact him and about his institution. And you've been listening to the Energy Fellows. I'm Mark Stansbury. And remember, the future of energy depends on each of us. Join us again next week on the Energy Fellows podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.